Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's October 26, 2018. I'm Shannon. And I'm Michael. How was the weekend box office? Halloween was a huge hit with $76 million in its opening weekend. In second place, A Star is Born with $19 million, total gross of $126 million in its third week. Venom dropped down to third place with $18 million, a total gross of $171 million. In fourth place, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween with $9.7 million. Total gross of $28.8 million. And in fifth place, First Man with another $8 million for a total of $29 million. What's opening in theaters this weekend? Johnny English strikes again after a cyber attack reveals the identity of all of the active undercover agents in Britain. Johnny English is forced to come out of retirement to find the mastermind hacker. Directed by David Kerr, the sequel to Johnny English Reborn and the third installment in the Johnny English series. Stars Rowan Atkinson, Ben Miller, Olga Kurilenka, Jake Lacey, and Emma Thompson. It's at 32%, probably what you would expect of a Johnny English movie. I don't know why they're still making them. <laughs> I don't think the second one did very well. Yeah, no idea. Also out, Hunter Killer. An untested American submarine captain teams with U.S. Navy SEALs to rescue the Russian president who has been kidnapped by a rogue general. Directed by Donovan Marsh and written by Arne Schmidt and Jamie Moss based on the 2012 novel Firing Point by Don Keith and George Wallace. Stars Gerard Butler, Gary Oldman, Common, and Toby Stevens. This one has the exact same score right now, 32%. Mm. It's 32% weekend on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, this next one I think is a little higher rated. Yeah. Mid-90s is going wide. Stevie, a 13-year-old in 90s era LA, spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a Motor Avenue skate shop. Written and directed by Jonah Hill in his feature directorial debut. Stars Sonny Suljic, Lucas Hedges, and Katherine Watterson. Let's see where this is at now. Yeah. 78%. I think that's the same as it was when it was... In limited? In oh, limited. I thought it was a little higher, but that's still oh, pretty may- good. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. It was only last week we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And finally, in wide release, Indivisible. The true story of Army Chaplain Darren Turner and his wife Heather. When war etches battle scars on their hearts, they face one more battle. The fight to save their marriage. Directed by David G. Evans. Written by Evans and Cheryl McKay. Stars Sarah Drew, Justin Bruning, Jason George, and Tia Maori Hardrick. This one has no tomato meter available yet. So... I guess go see mid-90s. Yeah, I would say that's the one to see. But let's check out the limited release. First up, Suspiria. A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. This is a remake, right? Yeah, and I think it's by the guy who did Call Me By Your Name. Oh, yes, that's right. It's at 72%. It's solid. I don't think I'm going to be interested in it, though. 
looks kind of scary. Silencio. In order to save her son's life, Anna embarks on a quest to find a powerful stone from the Zone of Silence located in Mexico. Someone finds out the power the stone possesses and believes it is a power worth killing for. This one's at 43%, so not too great. Is that the guy from... Fringe? Yes. That's what it looks like. I haven't seen him since Fringe. And finally, Burning. The story of three individuals and a mysterious incident they experience. This one's at 92%, so pretty high rating so far. Any news? According to Deadline, HBO has green-lighted for production I Know This Much Is True, a six-episode limited drama series based on Wally Lamb's best-selling book. The project hails from Mark Ruffalo, who will star in a dual role and executive produce. Written, directed, and executive produced by Derek Cianfrance, the family saga follows the parallel lives of individual twin brothers Dominic and Thomas Birdsey, both played by Ruffalo, in an epic story of betrayal, sacrifice, and forgiveness set against the backdrop of 20th century America. I feel like this is like the new, like, it thing to do play two roles in the same thing, like twins, right? Ewan McGregor did it. James Franco is doing it currently in The Deuce. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So Fargo, The Deuce, and and I feel like there's a couple others that are escaping me right now, but like, I mean, it's always been done. It's been done for a long time, but I feel like it's like been done a lot lately. But Mm -hmm. anything with Mark Ruffalo, I'll I'll watch, so... Deadline reports Martin Scorsese has officially attached to direct and Leonardo DiCaprio to star in the feature adaptation of the New York Times bestselling David Grand book, Killers of the Flower Moon. In 1920s Oklahoma, the Osage Nation were the richest people per capita in the world after oil was discovered under their land. And then they were murdered one by one. As the death toll rises, the newly created FBI took up the case and unraveled a chilling conspiracy and one of the most monstrous crimes in American history. Collider reports Richard Linklater has signed on to develop, write, and direct an untitled film based on the life of controversial comedian Bill Hicks for Focus Feature. Are you familiar with the comedian Bill Hicks? I know of him, and I know he died really young. Yeah, but I'm not that familiar with his comedy, but I have heard that he was controversial, and a lot of people really liked him, like a lot of comedians. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never seen any of his work, um, so I don't know anything about it, but apparently Richard Linkletter was a big fan. Apparently and... he, apparently Bill Hicks was a big fan of Dazed and Confused Yeah, and as that, well. yeah. So, and they they grew up around the same place, so he seems like a perfect fit to do a biopic. Will you see it? I know you're a big fan of Richard Linklater. Yeah, definitely. I pretty much see all of his movies. I don't like all of them. I I don't really like that one with Steve Carell all that much. According to Deadline, Imagine Documentaries has begun production on Dads, a feature documentary that Bryce Dallas Howard is directing. The film is described as a humorous look at what it means to be a father in the modern era across the globe. There's some uh, nepotism going on there i guess yeah i think i think so is it the, uh, this is her is it the first thing she's directing i it's definitely the first documentary i think she might have directed a short before this so like nothing really apparently is, she's kind of directing episode at least an episode of the mandalorian as well yep 
The release date for Wonder Woman 1984 has been pushed back from November 1st, 2019 to June 5th, 2020. Quite a bit. Sony moved the Charlie's Angels reboot into that spot, November 1st, 2019. It was originally scheduled to be released on September 27th. Disenchantment has been renewed by Netflix for a 20-episode second season. Oh, that's the Matt Groening show. Yes. Guillermo del Toro has made a deal with Netflix to bring his stop-motion animation Pinocchio project to the streaming service. So he's been working on this, developing it for years. But now it's probably really going to happen because he's made a Netflix deal. And probably going to be really creepy. Creepy, but probably good. Netflix has announced that they've canceled Marvel's Luke Cage, unfortunately. There's no uh, wording in the press release about Luke Cage coming back either. It sounds like there's a lot of turmoil behind the scenes and trying to get a third season up and running. So, that stinks. There's yeah. a lot of turmoil on the internet about it, though. I mean, there's definitely a lot of a, a write-in campaign to try to get them to change their decision, which wasn't there wasn't as much of an uproar after uh, yeah, the think... Iron Fist. I think Luke Cage was much more critically uh, acclaimed. Well, we'll see if it makes a difference, but probably not. Probably not. Maybe maybe it'll go to the Disney streaming service. Yeah. But Netflix probably, at this point, they're probably looking to, uh, or Marvel is probably looking to move as much stuff off Netflix as possible. Judy Dench has joined the cast of Cat. She'll play a gender-swapped version of Old Deuteronomy. The release date of Jungle Cruise with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt has been pushed back from October 11, 2019 to July 24, 2020. John Krasinski is writing the sequel to A Quiet Place. Apparently at first he wanted them to find someone else to write it, but then he apparently came up with an idea before they hired anybody else, and so he is working on a sequel. Carlos Saldana, director of Rio and Ice Age movies, has signed on to direct an adaptation of The Phantom Tollbooth. That sounds good to me. I hope it comes out good. Atypical has been renewed for a third season at Netflix. Steve Carell has been cast as the male lead opposite Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston in Apple's untitled morning show drama series. And this is his first series since The Office, uh, and or since he left The Office, and that was in 2011. This says it's a drama series, but I can't imagine there's not going to be a bit of humor in it with these people involved yep i don't know i mean steve carell has done straight straight dramas before but i don't know it just has the making for some good jokes yeah we'll have to see i'm sure we'll watch it johnny depp has been cast as war photographer w eugene smith in the independent drama minamata john mark valley the director of sharp objects and dallas spires club is set to direct the film about john lennon and yoko ono they had interesting lives. I kind of want to see that. Jamie Lee Curtis has joined the cast of Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. That's a good cast. Anything new on streaming this week? Netflix has some originals. Robozuna, a boy and his homemade robot attempt to free their oppressed nation from an evil empire and its robot centurions in this exciting animated series. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. As her 16th birthday nears, 
Sabrina must choose between the witch world of her family and the human world of her friends, based on the Archie comic. I didn't realize this was so close to coming out. Yeah, it looks kind of good. I guess they want it out for Halloween. Makes sense. Maybe we should watch it. Adam Sandler, 100% fresh. On Amazon, Blackwater, Daddy's Home 2, and Bad Samaritan. Hulu got Tadpole. On disc this week, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Sorry to bother you. Patient Zero and The American Season 6. And on digital, Incredibles 2 and Black Klansman. So last week, uh, we re-ran the poll that we had run the previous week uh, due to a technical error. Best bad cop in a movie. Denzel Washington won it for Training Day. Gary Oldman came in second for The Professional. Matt Damon came in third for The Departed. And James Cromwell got zero, no votes. We did have one write-in vote for Harvey Keitel in uh, Bad Lieutenant. I guess we should have swapped that out. I don't remember that movie. I don't think I saw it. You? No, I meant to look it up. Is it Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, Los Angeles or whatever? New Orleans? No idea. Also, we ran uh, this new poll. What's your favorite historical space movie? Apollo 13 won with 38%. The Right Stuff and Hidden Figures tied with 25% each. And The Last Man on the Moon did get 12%. Yep, everything got something. I, I thought that one might not get any votes, but it did. I really need to sit down and watch it. <laughs> what are we asking this week? In honor of mid-90s coming out, we're asking what's the best Jonah Hill movie? Superbad, 21 Jump Street, Moneyball, or The Wolf of Wall Street? I'd go with Superbad. He's been in so many others, but these ones were really like... You know, where he was a main character. Because he's done so much work as, like, a supporting cast. What did you say you'd go with? Super bad. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't know. I really liked Moneyball, though. I thought that was a really good movie. I think I would go with that one. So let us know what you think. Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Daily Show on, Daily Show off.